Amen. Lord, we lift your name high. Lord, we magnify your name because you are awesome God. You have proved yourself faithful, Lord. Father, in all generation, in this generation, whereof we are glad to magnify your name. Receive all the praise. Receive all the glory. Receive all the honor. Lord, I ask that you speak through me to your children this morning. I ask you to give me utterance to speak your counsel to your people. That at the end of it all, we have come to lift up our hands and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Christine. God bless you. Today, we want to talk about God's master plan for the ages. Amen. Our God, your God, He who created the whole universe, He has a plan in mind that many don't know. And I believe that with this ministration today, you get to understand that God has a plan for you in particular. Special plan, special package. Amen. Because you are his own children. From God's word, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, I read this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the world. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Amen. Amen. In other words, in the dateless past, before Adam was ever created, the earth was void and without form. Until God said, let there be light. Amen? In those deathless past, we call it the pre-Adamic age, eternity past. We don't know how long, but scientists tell us billions and billions of years. Well, we don't get to know so much about that. All I want to tell you today is that since God created Adam and Eve, there is a time allotted for man to rule this planet Earth. Amen. And it's gradually coming to an end. This is what I want people to know all over. That man's dispensation is gradually giving way to God's own eternity future. Amen. We have had an eternity past. That's before Adam was created. God created the dinosaurs, the ice age, and all that. He created them all. But they were not created in his own image. Amen. Amen. Don't let anybody confuse you about evolution that man came from a gorilla and all that. No, no, no. When God created Adam, he created him in his own image and likeness. And it is this generation of creation that created in God's image and likeness we're talking about. God gave man authority to rule this earth, to manage this earth. Man has been ruling ever since. For about 6,000 years now, God wants to take over. Amen? Amen? I want you to know that. 
This world will not just continue on forever as it is. This present age will not continue. There is an end to this present age of man's rulership. And God's government will take over. Amen. Amen. When the dispensation of grace is passed, we know that God will now refocus on Israel. Remember in the book, in the early book of uh, the Bible, Genesis, God told us about Israelites. They are God's special people, very special to him. When Jesus came, however, they did not recognize him as the Messiah. And so they went out of favor. It has been that spiritual darkness has overtaken the people of Israel. And today, many do not know God. But the time will soon come, God will leave the Gentiles and refocus back to the Jews. Amen. Because we are told that in Romans chapter 11, verse 25, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles coming. When will the fullness of the Gentiles coming? When the bride of Christ is taken off or translated. Amen. Amen. When that happens, God will not go back and reveal himself to the Israelites. Presently, many are in darkness. Even as at now, there are people waiting for the Messiah, a Messiah to come. Muslims all over the world are watching and praying for their Messiah to come. The Jews are praying for the Messiah to come. The Messiah came and they did not recognize him that time. But they are still, as at this time, expecting the Messiah. And of course, we Christians, we are expecting the Messiah. Amen? So, three great expectations. Asking for the Lord to come, take us to himself like he promised. And then, later on, we come back with him to join the Antichrist system. We are in the last of the church ages, under the dispensation of grace. Since the church was born the day of Pentecost, till now, we've had seven church dispensations or ages. And this is the very last one. The last one, the Laodicean church age. We find this in Revelation chapter 3. Talks about Laodicean age, and because of time, we will not go into details. But this church age is a church age that believe in themselves and put their trust in themselves. They forsake God. They do not want God in their lives. They feel that we are sufficient. We have everything, but God counsels, "Say, about me, go try in the fire." So that your eyes, your eyesight will be removed so that you can see clearly. May God remove that spiritual veil from our eyes in the name of Jesus. Amen. We depend on God. He's our creator. We can't live independent of God. So that's why on a daily basis we pray to God to give us direction and leadership. And when you talk about the kingdoms of the world, from the beginning, from the time of Egypt till now, there have been seven world kingdoms or empires. I will just name them. The first one, the Egyptian Empire. Control the world. Now, where they were world power at that time. 
Then followed by the Assyrian Empire. These ones similarly controlled the world. Followed by the Babylonian Empire, the Middle Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Pagan Roman Empire, and the revised Roman Empire or Papa Rome. That is what is really now, spiritually speaking, we are under the world generally, it's under the control of the Papa Rome at this time. But I want to tell you that God has a plan. Very soon, the man of sin will arise, the Antichrist. The Antichrist will not come say, I am Antichrist, I'm against Christ. No, he will come as a man of peace. He will serve peace to the world. Say, I want to give you peace because there's so much trouble and confusion everywhere. Israel had never known peace for a long, long time. And so when this man comes and promises peace to everybody and makes a covenant with Israel for seven years, we are told also that in the midst of the seven years, in the midst of the prophetic week of seven years, he will break the covenant. And that's when world powers will also revolt. There will be alignment of nations wanting to fight the Antichrist. There will be two. You have the western side, then you have the eastern block. Then we come to pass the prophecies of Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39. Talk about those nations, the eastern nations, the kings of the east, swarming up to the Middle East, to Israel, to Jerusalem. Why are they so much interested in Jerusalem? Jerusalem once, you know, is the center is in, in the capital of Israel. And Israel is in the center of the whole world. The whole world. If you look at it geographically, that place is also very rich. They have the Black Sea there, the Dead Sea there. And it's very rich of minerals. So the world, they are interested. Religiously, the Muslims are interested, interested in Jerusalem. Christians, of course, are interested in Jerusalem because that's where Jesus will set up the millennial reign. Amen? Yes. So, nations of the world are interested in that place. And this is what will happen at the end. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 12, 2 to 3. Say, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all people round about when they shall be in siege, both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a bodysome stone for all people, all that body themselves within shall be cut in pieces, though all people of the earth be gathered against it. Amen. This is the promise of God for Israel. That's why that nation cannot be conquered, because God is behind that nation. Amen. For us, children of God, this is the good tidings I have for you. For us, children of God, God has got a special package for us at this end of time. Amen? Amen? Yes. We are his treasured possession. Praise the Lord. You know where he treasures us so much. In fact, in one of the parables we are told uh, that the kingdom of God is like a merchant man who saw a field you know, containing some hidden treasure. He didn't tell anybody. He just went, sold all that he had, and then he bought that land, knowing that that treasure right there Jesus Christ foresaw you. He foresaw me. 
and went all the way to the cross of Calvary to purchase you and me. So we are his purchased possession. We are his treasured possession and we are his purchased possession. How do we know? He didn't just desire and say, Satan, I want this boat to become my own. No, he paid the supreme price. You he he were bought with a price and you are not of your own. 1 Corinthians 6, 20 tells us that. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 also tells us that we're purchased not with silver and gold, not with dollar, not with euro, but with the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. That's good news for all that we are his purchased possession and treasured possession. We are his peculiar treasure. He said we are a peculiar people unto him. So brothers and sisters, let us behave as peculiar treasure. Sometimes when we are tempted to be like the world, we should know that we are purchased. We are his peculiar treasure. Amen. Always have that in mind. Before the evils of the great revelation come, there's going to be a translation. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 17 to 18, it tells us that. In verse 18, it tells us, that we should comfort one another with this word. This is our hope. This, this is my expectation. Every day I keep on telling God that look, my hope is not in anything they are doing right now, but in your soon return. Amen. Your expectation shall not be cut short in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, as you believe that the Lord will come and take you to himself again, it will surely happen. This is prony time. This is the time we should make ourselves ready. Enoch was translated, I should not see that. But for his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. May God give us grace to please him. We can't afford to run this race at the end. We'll be rejected. No, that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. We'll be among them that the Lord will say, Well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. In the book of Malachi, God tells us that, look, we are his Jews. They shall be my said the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my Jews, I will spare them as a man spare his own, his own son that served him. Amen? Can you see that? Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that served God and him that served him not. Malachi 3. 17 to 18. God has you in his heart, especially. You are engraven in his palms. You know, look at your palms. It's always before you. So the Bible used that symbolic language to show that we are so close to him and we are so dear to him that he doesn't forget us. He that keeps watch over you, he does not sleep, he does not slumber. This is our confidence that come what may, the Lord is ever there for us. Amen. This is the reason the Lord will keep his bride from the hour of temptation. Yes, because we are, we are his peculiar treasure. He loves us so much. In Revelation 3, verse 10, he said he will keep the saints out of the hour 
of temptation. That the hour of the great tribulation that is so coming upon the world will not be there at that time by faith. Luke 21 verse 36 says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the world. If you are watchful, if you are prayerful, the Lord will preserve you. The Lord will keep you from the hour of temptation in Jesus' name. In Revelation 19, 14 to 15, we are told that Jesus Christ will come at the end of the great tribulation with heavenly hosts, with the armies of heaven. Will you be there? By the grace of God, I will be there. But see what happened. Some people don't believe that uh, the rapture takes place before the great tribulation. This is at the end of the tribulation, and the Lord said, he will come with his saints and angels and heavenly hosts. Why? Because he, before then, he had raptured them. Before then, he had taken them to himself. And now he's coming with them. And also in the book of Jude, we are told this. And Enoch also, the servant from Adam, prophesied this thing, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all the ungodly among all of them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinner have spoken against him. Can you see that? We are going to come back with the Lord to judge the Antichrist system. Meaning that before then, we have been caught up to meet him in the air. So you will not be destroyed with the Antichrist system. You don't belong there. We are on God's side. I want you to have this confidence order that you are on God's side. One with God, they say, is majority. You are with God. And God is with you. You are in Christ and Christ in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. This is our confidence that will not forsake us. Amen. Amen. It may allow trials and temptation to come our way. But the great tribulation is not meant for us. Jesus says, in me, he says, in this world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The tribulation referred there, referred to in that passage in, in John, is not the great tribulation. We all have tribulation, trials and testes. God tries us himself you know, to see whether we really believe. But even then, Job also said, say, know that when he is tried, that he will come forth like gold. When there is trial in the furnace, you know, it is for our good. When gold is tried in the fire or subjected to the fairy furnace, the purpose of, this, of the ghost may is to make sure that gold is, is rid of impurities. Gold is natural form, comes with a lot of impurities. So when it's tried in the fire, all those impure things, they give way to the pure. That's why you have fine gold, and they have different kind of gold, 24, 20 this, carat gold, etc. You see, me, they have been purely refined. God is refining you now. Have you passed through all these problems, trials, and temptations, the life, 
God is purifying you. You will come out better. Amen. You will come out stronger. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, we are told, We are with open face beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory unto glory, even as by the Spirit of God. God also says in Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8, that you are the apple of his eye. The apple of his eye means the pupil. So delicate. The eye is so delicate in the body. So we are, we represent, it's symbolic that we are so dear to him. Nobody can hurt us without his knowing. We are engraved in his palms and then he, he, we are the apple of his eye. Amen. Somebody will say, God spoke that one to Israel. Don't you know we are the Israel of God today too? Spiritually speaking. If God could give that promise to the physical Israel, how much more to us whom he has paid the supreme price to redeem? When angels rebelled with Satan and they fell and God cast them to this planet Earth, God did not make any plan to redeem them. No plan. But when man fell, he has special interest. And he has done it. And that's why we are redeemed today. Praise the Lord. The Lord is faithful. Yes, you are inscribed in the palms of his hand. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16. He never forgets you and me. He watches over you and he watches over me. He that keeps watch over Israel never slumbers nor sleep. Psalm 121, verse 4. There is one song, I want to sing it briefly. He said, Look, I am I'm God's work in progress. It's actually say, I am a divine project. God has special interest in you, He has planned out your life for you. Very good plans, according to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. So don't just think, oh, I don't know how my life is and all that. You are safe and secure in God's hands. Amen. The song says, I'm a divine project, not to be abandoned. I'm a divine project, not to be abandoned. I'm in contract with my God. He'll never bother me till finishes work. Oh, in my life. He will never abandon you. Take God for his word. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen. We should put our trust in the Lord. Because in times of crisis, times of troubles will be there for us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. For Abraham's sake, remember, in the time of judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah, God saved Lot. Not because Lot was very righteous, but because somebody interceded and prayed. Because of you, members of your family can be saved too. Amen? Amen. Yes. So make sure members of your family they are in the ark of God. In Egypt, when the dead angel was visiting around seeking who to kill, but when the Israelites they put the blood on their doorpost, the dead angel passed them and did them no harm. Rahab the harlot, the, the, the harlot in the Bible, 
were told she hid the two spies sent by Joshua. When it was time for judgment upon Jericho, she did according to what the uh, Joshua told her. He said, look, you have a reed, that red reed. Put it across your window so that at the hour of judgment, when we come, we're going to look at that and we're going to tell our soldiers they should spare the people in that house. The blood of the Lamb representing the blood of Jesus Christ. Even the gold, the red ribbon that Rahab used also represent the blood of Jesus Christ. Today, the blood of Jesus Christ has bought us and so we are covered with the blood of Jesus. We are safe and secured in the hollow of his hands. In the time of Noah, seven other people were saved. But Noah was the one that found grace in the sight of God. The reason I'm saying this for you, that you have a role. God has been sparing your life. Many of us, God has spared our life from accidents, from dangers and all that. Because he has a purpose for you. It's not enough for you to be saved in your family alone and say, praise God, I'm saved. What about your father? What about your mother? What about your auntie, your siblings? This is what I'm talking about. That for your sake, God can spare their lives as well. Even from this COVID-19, God can spare their lives as well. You stand in the gap and pray for them. This is the ministry of reconciliation that God has given to us. Amen. 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 Yes, when in Acts 16, verse 31, you know, after Paul and Silas, you know, they escaped from prison, God delivered them. The prisoner wanted to kill himself. But Paul said, no, do thyself no harm. He said, sirs, what shall I do? What shall I do? He told him, he said, repent, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. So salvation that God has given you is not just for you. I want you to know that in black and white terms, that you have a responsibility to tell members of your family so that they will enter the act of salvation. And God will honor your prayer in Jesus' name. So remember, Jesus said we should call upon him in the day of trouble. Whenever you are faced with crisis or any temptation, call upon the Lord. He will be there for you in Jesus' name. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, say, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Amen? Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's God's word to you. Are you listening to me now, watching me, and you have not yet been reconciled to God? This is the very moment. Don't say tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow I'll get it right with God. No, now is the acceptable time. All you need to do is to realize that you are a sinner. You cannot help yourself. Thank God Jesus is there for you. He has offered his blood for your cleansing, for your redemption. All you need to do is say, Lord, I'm sorry. I am a sinner. Have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins and trespasses. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again for my justification. I put my trust in you today. Take care of me, Lord. I make you my Lord and Master and Savior. In Jesus' name. Pray that kind of prayer sincerely in your heart. 
and you will be saved. Simple as that. Just believe in what Jesus has said. It's a gift. Salvation is a gift. You don't work for it. You don't deserve it. But by his mercy and by his grace, you are saved. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 to 9. Say, by grace are you saved. Through faith is not of words, lest any man should boast. It's free like that. Because some people don't get saved. Say, ah, is it so easy? So easy? I thought I would go and do something great to be saved. No. Very easy. No wonder Jesus said we should be like converted and be like little children. We should be humble to just take God at his word. And all things will work out for our good in Jesus' name. You are watching me and listening to me. And you are sick. Hospital beds or in your room. Wherever you are, believe by faith that healing is coming to you. There is no distance with God. People are receiving healing through the waste of the air. Even right now, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. But the stripes of Jesus were healed 2,000 years ago. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. Those who are weak, receive strength. Receive vitality in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who are confused, receive revelation at this hour. So you will not be confused. Jesus has called you. Jesus has purchased you and is preserving you, is blameless, is cleansing you, is washing you, so that when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, you will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. That's God's work in you now. So this is pruning time. Amen? Yes. Those who are giving their life to Christ, all you need to do is say, Lord, I want to thank you for my salvation. Lead me to where I can worship you. Wherever you are, in whatever nation of the world you are, you worship with children of God. Yes. And God will accept you to the Lord. God bless you, Rick. Good. Have a wonderful day. I love you.